Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Dr. David Martin was recently a guest at the European Union and laid out the timeline for the biggest democide in recorded history. You can see the full video on band.video. This is my short edit. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. What's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. In 1966, the very first COV coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And in 1967, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. The common cold was turned into a chimera in the 1970s. And in 1975, 1976, and 1977, we started figuring out how to modify coronavirus by putting it into different animals pigs and dogs and that became the basis for Pfizer's first spike protein vaccine patent filed are you ready for this in 1990 and in 1990 they found out that there was a problem with vaccines they didn't work it turns out that coronavirus is a very malleable model. It transforms and it changes and it mutates over time. As a matter of fact, every publication on vaccines for coronavirus from 1990 until 2018, every single publication concluded that coronavirus escapes the vaccine impulse. In 2002, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, patented, and I quote, an infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. And that work, patented at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, mysteriously preceded SARS 1.0 by a year. In 2005, this particular pathogen was specifically labeled as a bioterrorism and bioweapon platform technology. And from 2005 onwards, it was actually a biowarfare enabling agent, its official classification. We have been lured into believing that EcoHealth Alliance and DARPA and all of these organizations are what we should be pointing to, but we've been specifically requested to ignore the facts that over $10 billion have been funneled through black operations through the check of Anthony Fauci and a side-by-side ledger where NIAID has a balance sheet and next to it is a biodefense balance sheet equivalent dollar-for-dollar matching that no one in the media talks about. Poised for human emergence in 2016 at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences such that by the time we get to 2017 and 2018 the following phrase entered into common parlance among the community there is going to be an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen seven months before the allegation of patient number one four patent applications of moderna were modified to include the term accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen as the justification for making a vaccine for a thing that did not exist 
the intent was to get the world to accept right, a folks, uh, remember you can find and share this video on band.video. The American Journal Channel has the full breakdown. just want to point out, I was watching a video that went pretty viral a couple months ago with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson flipping out on uh, Patrick Bet Davis because Patrick Bet Davis mentioned that, well, the vaccine doesn't work. And Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, well, that's because, you know, the virus changed. The virus mutated. You can hear from that presentation as early as 1965. They understood what mRNA viruses do and that they mutate massively. So it's just another one of these things where they knew this was going to happen the whole time. They've known this the whole time. They pretend they don't. They bleed ignorance. So when it's like, uh, you didn't tell us about this, they're like, wow, we're all just finding this out right now. Just mass murder across the globe. Stay with us. Daily Dispatch on the other side. It's Friday, June 2nd, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. We have quite a Friday edition for you here today, folks. It's going to be an exciting one. I will be leaving way through the show. I'll be abandoning my post. But fear not. It will be in capable hands. I, of course, am going to be flying out of Texas later this afternoon in order to make my flight. I got to cut my role in this show a little bit short. Of course, I'll be in Texas, or I'll be in uh, Nashville for the Rebels for a Cause event. Go to rebelsforcause.com. Tickets are still available, and you can use the Promo code Harrison, get a discount. I'll be giving a speech there. And it'll be the first speech I've ever given. You, do you want to be at this historic event? Go to the Cause Fest. Not, not including like weddings and funerals. First, first time I've ever been asked to give a speech. And um, I was up late last night trying to write it. 20 minute speech. Sounds long, but I do a three hour show every single day, no teleprompter. Like, how hard could it be? How hard could it really be? After all, we have, what, 10-minute, 15-minute segments, and usually by the end it feels like they've flown by and I've hardly gotten to say anything. So I was thinking, yeah, 20 minutes, that's no problem at all. Sat down, started writing, kept writing. Hours later was still writing. I have about four minutes of the speech done. (laughs) It turns out when when you're writing a speech and not just talking off the cuff, 20 minutes is, is a very long time. So anyway, I'll have, to, I'll have to do that on the plane or something, but I'll be leaving here at 10 a.m. Central Time, and taking my place will be our very own Reese, Reese the editor, a.k.a. the PSYOP cop. Uh, we'll be sitting behind the big desk here, as I guess we're, we're leveling up. We're, we're all leveling up, one by one and collectively. After all, it was last week, or I guess earlier this week, that Rob sat in for Owen, for the first time, absolutely knocked it out of the park, and that was something we'd been talking about wanting to do with Reese for a while. After all, he does all you know the PSYOP cop videos, and he, he knows what he's doing in front of the camera. So you know we wanted to have him available as a uh, stand-in, a replacement, a you know somebody who can fill in for me. And so that's what we're doing. We're doing it today, and he'll be taking your calls in the third hour and probably covering any stories that I 
I'm not able to get to a little bit later. So we'll be taking your calls. We'll also be joined at the 930 time slot by Ben De Laurentiis, as well as Courtney Turner, to talk about the Nashville event. Uh, ben, of course, is the singer, songwriter, extremely talented man behind uh, so many great, great little jingles that we enjoy here at InfoWars about Bill Gates or CNN or any other satanic topics that deserve nothing but scorn and mockery. And he's happy to provide. And then, of course, Courtney Turner is the event organizer, and I'm sure she is swamped as coming down to the wire now, but she's taken, uh, taken some time to uh, talk to us. So very excited to talk to them as well. Your phone calls throughout. I'll probably open up the phone calls a little bit early either way. And uh, then Reese will be sitting in the last hour, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. That's the beautiful thing about InfoWars. It, it really is a libertarian like mindset here, and you have to do your job. You have to punch your clock and you know do your obligation, do what you're obligated to do. But then, as long as you've done that, you can sort of do whatever you want. If you want to make reports, go make reports. If you want to host a show, hey, here you go. Sit in the chair. Try to host a show. If it works, if you like doing it, if you're good at it, you keep doing it. If it's too hard, if it's distracting from your other duties, ah, you got to get back to doing what you do. Like it's just, it's whatever you can do. That's what we want you to do. It really is a libertarian mindset. It's how I am hosting a show now. I was hired as an editor and cameraman. And I just decided to start making reports one day and nobody stopped me. So here we are. That's, that's what it's like when you work at a, at a small nimble company. Doesn't have a bunch of corporate overwatchers keeping everybody in their space no we just want you to maximize your talents in service of the info war and however we can uh, cooperate in that we will that's what the show is going to be today we have a lot of stories to get to some pretty hilarious ones pretty funny videos i'm sure you know what i'm talking about <laughs> we'll get to those in just a second but let's begin today as we do every day with our daily dispatch All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 2nd of June, 2023. Nearly 10,000 photos from Hunter Biden's laptop hits the web. Quote, truth and transparency. A trove of photos from Hunter Biden's laptop has been made available to the public through a new website that launched yesterday. The website, BidenLaptopMedia.com, will house almost 10,000 photos spanning from 2008 to 2019, and it took months to complete Garrett Ziegler the founder of nonprofit Marco Polo told Fox News Digital, quote, it's taken us a couple months to one, go through the photos, about 10,000 of them, and redact the genitalia of the photos, said Ziegler, a former Trump White House aide, said of the contents found on the laptop once owned by President Biden's son. The number one thing we're about is truth and transparency, he said. If the American people want to know what their first family is like, well, they're going to get it. And we're not going to be taking photos that paint Biden's in a, and we're not going to be taking out photos that paint the Bidens in a good light. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. It's just I'm sure Hunter Biden is extremely embarrassed. But you know what? So is the nation of America. So if only you weren't like you were, none of this would be an issue. It really it always works out for the Bidens, doesn't it? It's, it's almost like I wish I, you know, I've lost laptops before. I've had laptops break and stuff. Never once has a consortium of my components backed up everything to a website for me frankly it's it's a gift to him that i don't think he deserves (laughs) 
the scumbag. All right, moving on. Uh, from Infowars.com, film website IMDb alters rating system to artificially boost Disney's failing Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid remake. They, they do this every once in a while, whether it's IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or the Netflix rating series. Every once in a while, they just come out with something that's just so bad that they just get rid of the system to where you can talk about it. It just happens over and over. Now it's happening with The Little Mermaid, which from the clips I've seen is uh, an abortion. I don't know. What, what can I compare it to that is appropriately, viscerally sickening? I would almost rather actually drown in the ocean than watch this movie. But it was so bad that they've uh, actually had to change the rating system to disguise how bad it is because after all – Billions of dollars at stake here, and they can't bother to hire a single competent filmmaker for the last 10 years. Meanwhile, and this is um, maybe one of the worst headlines I've ever read since chills down my spine from Adon Salazar at Infowars.com. Jamie Foxx suffered blood clot in brain after submitting to Hollywood COVID jab mandate, journalist claims. He apparently is now... Blind and paralyzed due to the jab side effect and the clot in his brain. And he had to get it. He was pressured to get it from the studio. He is now partially paralyzed and blind. Which to me sounds, I'm not joking here, like a fate worse than death. Honestly, to be paralyzed and blind, just horrifying. So our, our prayers go out to him and just another reminder that the crimes these people have committed on individuals and society will not go unpunished. These people are sick. And God bless uh, Jamie Foxx and his family trying to survive the attack. Incredible. Meanwhile, today, Asia Security Summit kicks off amid U.S.-China tensions. We've been talking about it this week with Simon and then just on our show as well. Uh, The uh, Shangri-La meeting. It's kicking off today, so we'll keep an eye on that and take a look at any uh, developments that come out of Singapore. A very tense meeting between Chinese and Western powers. Finally, finally we have this. Pop star Lizzo melts down over fat comments on Twitter, threatens to quit music, and get this, live on a farm. You want to call me fat? Forget it. I'll go live on a farm. I, I don't need this. I don't need these fancy restaurants, these fancy clothes. I'll just, I'll just live in the mud. I'll just eat out of a trough. You want to call me fat? Oh, we'll see how you like it when I'm living in a barn with all of the other farm animals. <laughs> Lose some weight, lady. We'll be right back. Sold out for more than a year. We now have back in stock a limited run of our extremely popular tooth whitening coral calcium toothpaste full of essential oils. Back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Another great product sold out for almost a year is our activated charcoal essential oil toothpaste as well. These are both incredible for your gums, polish your teeth, amazing to counter gingivitis, and they fund the InfoWar. There are no fillers in these products. These are fluoride-free, next-level toothpaste, 10,000 of each tube, limited run, available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. And your purchase funds the operation 
Plus, these are incredible products you need. So the Coral Calcium Tooth Whitening and the Activated Charcoal Essential Oil Toothpaste are now both back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. I thank you for your support. But regardless, these are great products you need. So take action now. Go to InfoWarsStore.com for both these great toothpaste back in stock. Turbo Force is back. Sold out for eight months. And it's Turbo Force Plus. We made it even stronger. The strongest long-term energy you're going to find anywhere. Turbo Force is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It's not just wide-spectrum natural herbs that time release over 10 hours. It should be called 10-hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. Uh, it, it, it is the super fuel. Brainforce Plus is great. Brainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this. But this is the King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. Infowarsstore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free. Raised in All the right, welcome back, folks. Like a, like a reverse Davy Crockett. I'll be heading from the great state of Texas to Tennessee. There's a lot of state um, shared history between Texas and Tennessee. Most of the people that fought at the Alamo are from Tennessee, actually. Sam Houston from Tennessee, David Crockett. A lot of the big original Texans were from Tennessee. So I'm excited to go back there. That is still to come, and we have a job to do this morning, and that is cover all of the just ridiculous news coming out today. Should we just – should we start with, with the big story or maybe what should be the big story? The fact that Joe Biden fell right flat on his big stupid face in front of everybody. <laughs> it's like at least at least we can get – the sort of childish, petulant enjoyment out of this. Because we remember how it was with Donald Trump. We remember he walked slowly down a ramp one time, and every media outlet there was, as well as politicians and even people in his own party, were saying we needed a 25th Amendment him right away. He's clearly not fit to serve. Do you remember the, the fury, the outrage, the, the consternation, the concern when Donald Trump uh, used two hands to drink water instead of one. Like, do we remember? Do you remember a couple years ago? Is Donald Trump just sharp as a tack, just always on the move, just playing golf and just dodging people trying to stab him, just killing it across the board? And people are just like, he's clearly not fit. He has to be removed immediately for the sake of our democracy. The military must remove him from office right away. For the sake of our democracy, we must override the will of the people and impose a military dictatorship. We love democracy. You remember how hysterical they were? 
Because like one time in four years, he um, took his time going down a metal ramp that was covered in water. Remember that? Almost every day, whether it's just not saying things that are words, you know, trying to say some sort of word, instead just a mishmash of unrelated syllables comes tumbling out of his mouth or uh, looking around demanding that, you know, somebody stand up and present themselves only to be told that they're later dead, Uh, you know, whether it's his eye exploding in the middle of a live debate, perhaps the result of one of his many open brain surgeries. Joe Biden is just... He belongs in a soup, folks. <laughs> I don't know where the crew found this image, but it's appropriate. For some reason, it fits. For some reasons, when you think about Joe Biden, like all he should be doing is taking his time eating SpaghettiOs. Like that's what he's good for at this point. That's what he should be doing. That's what he should be focusing on. We'll take all of his cognitive and physical abilities I think you'd really make us proud finishing that whole bowl of SpaghettiOs. But instead, he's the ruler of the free world. And every single day, yesterday, twice in one day, he just embarrasses all of us with his weakness, mental weakness, physical weakness, moral weakness, just projecting feebleness across the world. Let's watch this video, shall we? Clip number one here. Biden attempts to uh, scurry off stage. <laughs> like how Zero Fox dropped like that. Oh, poor guy. Oh, it's, it's sad, isn't it? Isn't it sad, though? Now, you know, I'm not a mean guy. It's not like I like seeing some old man fall over in front of everybody. I have secondhand embarrassment. I cringe. I get it. And it's not really that he fell. He always be like, he falls all the time. We can thank his lucky stars that he falls upstairs instead of down them. I mean, we, you realize we are, we are like one like non-handicap accessible trip from Biden And we're in a constitutional crisis and Kamala Harris is our president. Is this this how the Biden administration is going to end one day? It's just him coming out of Air Force One and just going. Ass over ears down the the stairway. I mean, he, he always says that the biggest threat to the republic is white supremacy. It might just be. Gravity. I mean, that might be the the biggest threat to him and and by extension, you know, the stability of our republic. But anyway, it's not even about him falling. It's not about just laughing at him falling. It is funny. We will play it over and over. We should laugh at it. This guy is a monster. He's despicable. He deserves every ounce of humiliation that he gets and more. But the funny part about this is the way people are trying to cover it up as if we haven't seen it a million times as if you can't have a compilation of 
the 20 times this month that Joe Biden has just tumbled over like a, a Humpty Dumpty or something? Ed Krasenstein, noted uh, leftist mouth-breathing bootlicker on Twitter, says this, I've probably tripped on things much smaller than a sandbag at least 20 times in my life, and I'm just 41. It's not that big of a deal, you guys. (laughs) Trust me, I am a clumsy idiot, so can we really blame Joe Biden for this? Biden tripped on a sandbag one time, and he's 80, okay? The Secret Service is most responsible for this. They should have made there wasn't anything in his way. (laughs) I love it. I would have likely tripped. You would have likely tripped. And people would have likely all tripped in this situation, too. You know, there were like 20 people on stage, right? He's the only one that tripped. Like, what are you talking about? Why do they do this? Why do they have to act like Joe Biden tripping on a sandbag was like some like heroic effort? It's like, it's like, see, he really is just a human after all. He tripped for us to show us that. He, too, tumbles and falls. It was a lesson we should take. Like, no, he's just a clumsy old man that can barely keep his feet. He should probably be in a wheelchair. He should probably have a cane. At least he'd look dignified. Let's just be glad that Biden is okay and move on, okay? It's like, I don't know. You wanted to remove Donald Trump from office because he, like, you know, drank water with two hands or whatever. It's insane. So we're responding to the outrage that you showed when claiming that Trump was uh, unfit for office, when clearly we have a decrepit old skeleton wandering around, hardly able to stay vertical. So that actually maybe is an issue. Maybe it's not good that we have a president who is literally one, you know, water spill away from being brain dead and to have Kamala Harris as president. This is a a constitutional issue we have to deal with, is stupidity. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours of energy, Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger, and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof, sold out for over two years. Just going to get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Folks, I hate to be the one to have to tell you this. America is... We're in a dangerous position here. We are, in my approximation, one 
strong and unexpected gust of wind away from being without a commander-in-chief. Joe Biden's feeble, pathetic existence is, in fact, an existential threat to our republic. And this cannot continue. An age-old problem, they say. Gust of wind. A... uh, a spook. I mean, we're one spook away. He goes around a corner and almost runs into somebody he wasn't expecting to be there. It's over. All right. It's Kamala Harris from here on out. And that's horrifying. If we can go to my computer screen, uh, we have here the image of the uh, attacker here, Joe Biden, uh, falling. There's the sandbag. That he actually uh, tripped and fell on. And if we can actually uh, zoom and enhance, I think I might actually see. Oh my God, what is that? Oh my God, it's exactly as we suspected. It's a white supremacist sandbag. My God, they almost got him. That is a swastika on that sandbag. Where was Secret Service on this? I mean, did they not know they were employing? White supremacist sandbags? Is this an inside job? Obviously, questions need to be answered on this. I think it's all as we uh, suspected. Joe Biden is not uh, a feeble, pathetic, decrepit old zombie. No, he's under attack by the white supremacists that he assures us are the most dangerous people in the country. I think we have confirmation right there. In fact, that wasn't the... um, That was the only dangerous event. It's actually an assassination attempt on Joe Biden yesterday. We have here an image of the culprit. He hardly made it out alive. And this could have been another JFK here. You leave a loose banana peel on the ground when Joe Biden's around. Well, that's an insurrection, mister. That's an assassination attempt. You know he doesn't look down when he walks. Just ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. There's Joe Biden falling. Again, it's, it's so funny to see people try to uh, play this. T- Secret Service is most responsible for this. Now, gravity is most responsible for this. Like, you can just imagine Secret Service trying to, like, they already have to go through every, like, every window that overlooks the path that the president is going to drive down. They have to clear an entire building one time I was working on the Seth Meyers show when it was in D.C. And uh, President, Vice President at the time, Joe Biden, was coming to visit. And, you know, I got to see firsthand the uh, sweep that Secret Service does go through something like a television studio to make sure there are no explosives or hidden sniper's nests. Now you got to throw in they got to sweep the floor, too. They they got to clear a path for him to walk. Like What? Put the man in a wheelchair. Just replace him with a robot. We already assume that's the case. Just ridiculous. Utterly and completely ridiculous. All right, we have, we have a bunch of actual stories to get to here. A bunch of actual things to concern ourselves with. Not the puppet criminal Joe Biden, but the people actually shaping and manipulating and controlling our world. Uh, It is uh, Pride Month, of course, 
as I'm sure you, you see. And this has been going on forever again. People are acting like it's weird. It's like every year, like the first Pride Month ever. This has been going on my entire life. And I remember a distinct memory actually being in D.C. on vacation one year in high school and looking around the city and just thinking, you know, this city is more decorated for gay pride than they were for Christmas or Thanksgiving or Fourth of July or anything. Like you might get a, a wreath on the door for Christmas. You might get some stickers on the window, Santa or whatever. But this is our real religion as America. This is our state religion and corporations and businesses and municipalities all treated as such. I mean, full-fledged decking out for pride. Just rainbows on every surface. Bunting and flags and stickers and handouts and face paint. And it's just like... Anybody think that's kind of weird? Anybody think it's kind of weird? That you cities literally decorate more for gay pride than they do for any other holiday, any other celebration, any other source of pride all comes secondarily, but really a very far second to the rainbow decking that goes around everywhere. But I guess it's just a response because after all, I think we all remember what it was like for the gays uh, mere years ago. I mean, what, 10 years ago or so? You can, you can just imagine it. You're in some public school in America, some free-thinking, more artistic uh, kid stands up to his teacher. Like, actually, homosexuality is a valid belief. He's immediately suspended. He gets kicked out of school. He gets punished by the entire school system for daring to utter that anti-Christian statement. After all, we were until very shortly a Christian theocracy. That's what the leftists tell me. And the school system and the, really the whole governmental system as a whole would ruthlessly punish anybody for going against their narratives. After all, Christians are not open and, and generous and open-minded and forgiving or, or anything like that. No, they're, they're harsh and brutal and demand absolute conformity to their ideas. You can't just accept their ideas. You have to believe them yourself and help to spread them. That's what it was like back then. So, of course, there's a Equal and opposite reaction, of course. I mean, if, if you dared on a public school ground to say something like, you know, I believe that gender is a spectrum. And you, you can only imagine how fast the hammer would come down on you. You might be confused at what I'm doing here with my obviously facetious, over-the-top nonsense memory of this ever happening because it never did because America was never like that at least not in my lifetime, maybe 70 years ago or something. Uh, but it is like that now. The point is that we actually are entering into a sort of fa fascistic theocracy, a governmental inquisition. Idaho high school student punished for saying there are only two genders. Students at Kellogg High School plan walkout protest 9 a.m. Uh, Friday morning. This year at Kellogg High School, instead of having the senior class put quotes in their yearbooks, students in the graduating class of around 80 students were invited to share their thoughts and advice to younger students at the commencement ceremony instead. 
everything was going along as planned during the graduation rehearsal until one student bravely used the opportunity to share one of the most basic and obvious truths known to mankind. Quote, guys are guys and girls are girls. There is no in-between. The student received thunderous applause for speaking this truth innocently and without malice. The woke establishment has chosen to silence and punish 18-year-old Travis Lower. The school's woke administration has chosen to suspend him from participating in the graduation ceremony planned for this Sunday. He was pulled aside a day after the graduation rehearsal and told by an administrator named David, uh, Dan Davidin, uh, Davidian. It seems political, said Travis. According to Lore, the school, which has a total of around 300 students, has about 30 students in the kid that actually identifies transgender. That's about 10% of the school, and that is uh, not normal. It's not normal. The press also resorted to defaming the young student, alluding to the fact he'd participated in a senior prank, insinuating he's a bad kid. Despicable. You know, in the old days, I mean, this type, this type of thing wouldn't happen, but it's happening now. It's happening now because it's kind of like burning a pride flag. You can burn an American flag because the flag stands for your ability to have free speech and to burn that flag. That's not the case with the pride flag. You burn that, it's blasphemy. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lansing Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very troubling story on InfoWars. This reporting is via Fox News. Dozens of kids vanish in Cleveland area as police probe alarming trend. 
One Ohio police chief said it seems like an extraordinary year for missing persons. Almost 30 children were reporting missing in the Cleveland area over a two-week span at the start of May, which is something a local police chief said he's not seen in his 33-year career. Newberg Price, uh, Newberg Price, uh, Heights Police Chief John Majoy, who also serves as the board president of the volunteer nonprofit Cleveland Missing, told Fox News Digital that the number of 12 to 17-year-olds reported missing has remained at unprecedented levels throughout the month. Says there's always peaks and valleys with missing persons, but this year seems like an extraordinary year. For some reason, in 2023, we've seen a lot more than we normally see, which is troubling in part because we don't know what's going on with some of these kids, whether they're being trafficked or whether they're involved in gang activity or drugs. Cleveland police recorded 27 juveniles under the age of 18 were reported missing between just the 2nd and 16th of May. Now, it's more likely a majority of these cases are runaways versus abductions, Majoy said. But young teenagers are naive and susceptible to predators who are, quote, wolves in sheep's clothing, which is frankly extremely transgender uh, phobic, transphobic, I should say. What if that wolf identifies as a sheep? And what if they're on social media enticing teenagers to leave their homes and families in order to transition their gender out from under the watchful eyes of parents who might not believe in that ideology? What if that's what's going on? There are lots of aspects to this that I don't know if there's like a conspiracy happening here. I don't know if these are all related. I would like to know if this is a trend that extends to other cities. Why just Cleveland? What is going on in Cleveland? Where is Cleveland anyway? What, what, whatever happens in, what, what does happen in Cleveland? Actually, now that I think about it. What does Cleveland do? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make jokes about this, but it is weird. It's just weird. It's just weird. Why is it Cleveland that these kids are missing? Are kids going missing at a higher rate across the entire country? Also, according to the video we were just showing you, looks like most of these missing are young black kids. Does that have anything to do with it? really just a bunch of questions at this point again i think the first thing to do would be to figure out whether this is a nationwide trend or whether this is something specific to cleveland or specific to ohio or like something about this place that's causing this to happen and we can speculate but we really don't know when you read this it seems like the insinuation or like the immediate assumption you would make would be that dozens of kids are like there's a serial kidnapper or a serial killer out there taking all of these kids, but you know they they definitely don't seem to be thinking that these are related necessarily like they all know each other, but clearly there's a trend happening here that is troubling and unexplained so far. What makes this issue more troubling is the lack of photos, they say. Scrolling through Cleveland's missing person page, there are more blank squares with the words photo not available than there are pictures of the missing person. This creates all sorts of headaches for law enforcement, Majoy said. Unless somebody knows that person, they're not going to have any luck. 
That's another kind of weird aspect of this. Who doesn't have pictures of their kids? Who doesn't have 10,000 pictures of their kids? You don't have one? When your kid is missing and having a picture of them might make the difference between your child coming home and never being seen again and you don't have one? I'm just sort of baffled at this. Kids don't have social media you can grab a picture from. They don't take pictures of themselves. It's really just like the number of qu- – it's like the first question is why are there so many kids missing? And it's like why are they missing from here? Are they going willingly or are they being kidnapped? How long have they been – I mean they've all been missing since halfway through May. Have any of them been found? So it's really just just a ton of questions, not a lot of answers, but sort of horrifying – it happens a lot more than people think. You know, they say, like, the, the police chief says, this is a silent crime that happens right under our noses. The problem is, where are they? Where do they go? They can be in a drug house or framed for prostitution or caught up in drug trafficking or gangs. So from that, like, insinuation, I imagine most of these kids are lower income. Which probably don't have the most stable family lives anyway. And probably are mixed up in gangs, which is, again, just a... A major issue that we just allow to fester in our country. We just have networks, massive spider webs of gangs, whether they're cartels or black gangs or like motorcycle gangs, just everywhere, all the time operating, basically out in the open. And we seem powerless or unwilling to do anything to get rid of them, especially when they are the sole source of the vast majority of crime in this country especially when you look at something you know the stats that they use to try to take your guns and my guns they'll pull out the number of shooting deaths that occur in america and it's like 75 percent of them just some massive number it's just shootings between gangs like the price we pay for just allowing this like criminal underclass to continue it's horrific on a societal level, and then you have the personal level where you don't have to be low income. You don't have to be – come from a broken family to have this happen. It happens a lot more than maybe you realize. I know personally stories of families, really nice, really beautiful neighborhood, better neighborhoods than I grew up in around Austin. Exact same thing happens. Their daughter in high school gets mixed up with the wrong crowd. Gets enticed into running away with her boyfriend, who turns out to be a human trafficker, sells her into sex slavery. I'm, I'm not saying that just like freak you out or anything, but like that, that happens. That's not a you know, storyline on, on some TV drama and it never gets reported. You know, law enforcement's aware of it, but hardly ever, you know, TV reports about this or anything. People don't realize unless it happens to like your neighbor, then you are like, wow, that really happened? That happened often? It's like, eh, actually, yeah, it actually does. So whether this is like a unique and bizarre and mysterious circumstance that has some singular answer, or whether this is just sort of another data point in the overall total downfall of American society. It's hard to say. Hard to say which one of those it is. It is ironic, though, that like 
you know, if you call somebody a groomer on Twitter, not anymore, but they used to ban you for it. And the idea that predators were using so are, are right now using social media to like entice children away from their parents by luring them in with forbidden knowledge about transgenderism. Don't tell your parents. They don't understand. They're not enlightened like you and me. They hate you if they don't let you do this. Run away. I won't abandon you. I'm your real friend. If you're like, uh, what the hell is that? That's creepy. This dude's a predator. This is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And we need to keep this guy away from kids. We need to get him off the internet so we can stop openly trying to groom and kidnap your children. And they're just like, how dare you? You just hate gay people. So, like, can we just deal with anything? We just do anything at all to fix this? Or we just have to continue down this path forever? No, we can fix it. It's actually not that difficult. It's actually supremely easy if you really think about it. That's the, that's the real shocking thing. The hero that will save America will have to come up with Incredible novel approaches to crime like arrest the criminals, you know? Parents, take care of your children. Be involved in their lives. These are the solutions to our problems. They're the simple, common-sense solutions that we somehow lost over the last couple decades. I don't know. Humanity had them for 10,000 years to like the late 90s. Thing just went completely off the rails. We'll be back at the second hour on the other side, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. Survivor Shield X3 still on sale. Turbo Force Plus still on sale. I have combined them both. I'm drinking them right now out of a plastic cup under the under the desk. Turbo Force is back. Sold out for eight months, and it's Turbo Force Plus. We made it even stronger. The strongest long-term energy you're going to find anywhere. Turbo Force is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It's not just wide-spectrum natural herbs that time release over 10 hours. should be called 10-hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. Uh, it, it, It is the super fuel Brainforce Plus is great. Brainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this. But this is the King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. Infowarsstore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back. Second hour has begun. I'm receiving uh, updates here up to the minute. I don't know if you heard. I I had forgotten to silence my phone, and I was getting pinged during the last segment. My dad has some updates for us. He says, uh, Cleveland is a hotbed for the occult and MKUltra built by the Rockefeller dynasty. Lake Erie is quite mysterious as well. Salt caverns go for miles underneath it. UFOs commonly seen. Maybe it's a, a bigger mystery than we thought at first. Maybe I'll have to look into it. Maybe I'll have to take your calls on it. 
Sounds like something our audience would know about. Just like my the standard assumption for me. Like, I just assume that there is a massive network of military tunnels connecting all major U.S. cities. Why not? What would you do if you had a black budget of unlimited money and, like, a, a the largest workforce in the entire world, the U.S. military, with total national security secrecy covering everything like i'd yeah i'd I'd be building giant giant caverns to hang out in so i don't know maybe there's more to this uh cleveland story than we thought we have a lot of other stuff to get to here again i i keep mentioning this i i know i hardly ever read the stories but every single day now it's almost like there's a it's almost like there's a spot on the google news homepage just for whatever that day's story about PFAs is. Which again, it's sort of one of these like, good, I'm glad they're talking about it now, finally. I'm almost suspicious. I'm like, why are you talking about this now? We've been talking about this for 20 years, and you called us conspiracy theorists for wanting to filter our water and avoid using plastics because of the estrogen mimickers, because of the hormonal disruption that they cause. They make memes out of it and mock us and make fun of us, and now they're like, Actually, this is a really big deal, and you need to be paying attention. And it's like, well, well, why are you saying that? What is going on here? Is there some non-toxic and, – and there's always like a, an issue where it's like they find out a certain type of plastic causes a certain type of off-gassing that has some sort of negative effect. And so they go, uh, well, this is, this is a new type of plastic. We're not that old type that gives you – that poisons you. This is a new type. It doesn't have that chemical. It's like they haven't even tested that one yet. So then for years, everybody's like, make sure you get the one that BPA free or whatever. And it turns out the one they replaced it with also is terrible for you. So I don't know. Is there some new plastic technology that like DuPont is about to come out with? So they're spreading all this news about PFAs to to get people to to create the market for anti-PFA stuff. I I don't know. Again, I'm happy they're talking about it. I'm suspicious. Like, why now? Why now? It's like when the, when the school bully is being nice to you and you're like, what are you up to? No, I like that you're not beating me up. I like that. But why are you doing this? Consumer groups are condemning the Environmental Protection Agency for allowing plastic containers made with toxic PFA forever chemicals to continue being distributed across the country, even though the agency is suing a top manufacturer over the dangerous compounds leaching into containers' content, such as food or personal care products. The headline is this. It's from The Guardian. Plastic containers still distributed across the U.S. are a potential health disaster. Groups are now intervening in the lawsuit and regulatory proceedings between the EPA and Enhanced Technologies, which they estimate produces around $200 million PFA contaminated containers uh, annually. So I guess they're they're taking, you know, steps to uh, to deal with this. But isn't this a wonderful example of why no solution will ever come from the government? Like even if they pass laws, even if they put restrictions in place, no matter what they do, it's never going to actually help you. They're never going to actually solve the problem. The good news is you don't need them. You can do the research. You can find out what products have PFAs in them, and you can avoid them. You can only buy products that are stored in glass or metal or plastics that don't leach PFAs. You can actually do this in your own personal life. 
You can get help with it by going to InfoWarsStore.com. You can get the water filters that filter out the forever chemicals. InfoWarsStore.com. We help you do it. But nobody's going to save you. we got to save ourselves. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've been having a lot of fun today. Let's get serious, shall we? We'll go down to clip number seven. This is actually posted by the Mises Caucus, libertarian group on Twitter. I don't know how to intro it. I mean, it... This video is very powerful. It's very true. It sort of reflects what, what I've been talking about this week. I talked about it on uh, Sunday for a long time. Last week as well. This idea, trying to explain why the government is, is desperate to convince us that the biggest threat to our safety is white supremacy by which they mean libertarianism or just being white in general, just like white people they don't like and want to get rid of. But also what they're really saying is just all of the people that firmly and deeply believe in traditional American values, self-reliance, self-dependence, self-protection, freedom from tyranny, like these are their enemies now because apparently we've served our purpose. Apparently we were very useful to the globalists when they were controlling us as world hegemon. But now that they're sort of shifting over to China, they find that the raucous, combative, masculine American spirit is an inconvenience because – well, it means that people aren't willing to just go along with your dictates and demands because you said so. Right? Part of being an American is going, I'll, I'll do what you want if I agree with you. I'll do what you tell me if you explain to me why I should. You can't order me. You can't have a social credit score that goes up and down whether I obey you or not. It's not how this works. I'm a human being. Just because you occupy for the moment some symbolic office doesn't mean you are any more important or powerful than I am. Like that's what it means to be an American. That's the, the power and revolutionary aspect of America itself. And that's a, a great danger to the people who want you all to be obedient slaves. I think it's actually not that complicated to understand. It's, it's a nuance of rhetoric. It's a nuance of linguistics, I guess. White American men are the biggest threat, not to their fellow Americans, not to the innocent people, not to the civilization or the rule of law or the republic itself. But to the people in power who want to enslave them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive, giant, existential threat. And they know that. You can see by their actions. Desperately trying to disarm us or 
cut our children's genitals off. Like they, they are desperate to destroy the people because they're desperate to destroy the mindset. They're desperate to destroy the heritage and the history of what America truly is. So all of this is to say I really, really like this video that the Mises Caucus posted. Let's go now to clip number seven. These are civilians. We possess over 400 million firearms, ammunition, body armor, night vision, communications, and we outnumber the state's enforcers 10 to 1. The power of the state is precisely equal to what we suffer them to enjoy. Just, just an afternoon at the range. This is the dude that uh, delivers pizza down the road. He's the dude that spends his day in the office making deals to you know, buy products for schools or whatever. These are your neighbors, your friends. These are the other parents on the basketball team. To me, that looks awesome. I love it. I love the idea of somebody needing no permission, requiring no like not having to request, not having to be approved, not having to be taking orders to have guns and armor and ammunition. But because they're American, that is their right. That's their prerogative. That was a gift to them from God that no one has a right to take away. To the elites, however, that's a terrifying video. That's a terrifying video. Because those are the people they're trying to destroy. And you can only imagine where our country would be from COVID to disinformation, all this other stuff. Not because we've had to use our guns, not because guns have prevented them physically from doing these things, but because the mere threat, the mere existence of these guns is a necessary component in their equation. A necessary integer to be considered, or whatever the word is. I'm kind of saying there's like a there's like a zoomer thing where it's just like guns who cares you're never going to use them boomer is just like this idea it's like do you have any idea what the government would do to us if we didn't have guns just think about it on a personal level I don't need to shoot you but if I have a gun on my hip and you want to mess with me you're, you're going to take that into account you're probably not going to mess with me at all Oh, well, you didn't actually use your gun. No, I didn't need to. I have it, so they have to think about that before they do anything. I don't want violence, which is why I like people having guns. <laughs> do, 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 does everybody understand that? I don't like violence. I don't like conflict. I don't like war. I don't like murder. I don't like people being imposed upon and forced to do things they don't want to do, which is why I love that the American people are armed to the teeth and a little bit crazy. Makes everything safer for everyone else. You're welcome, the rest of the world. Speaking of this, I mean, the American government is so cartoonishly dedicated to war. It would be funny if it wasn't so deadly. RC-135 surveillance jet flies unprecedented mission over Moldova. The UK Royal Air Force 
Uh, Rivet Joint today conducted a very unusual sortie inside the Moldovian airspace. While other surveillance aircraft patrolled on the Romanian side of the border, these flights are very likely connected to the European Political Community Summit in Moldova, which involves 47 heads of state and government, comes as the country is one of the latest to receive the European Union candidate status. Same time, Moldova, a small nation located between Romania and Ukraine, has found itself increasingly trapped in a war of words between Moscow and Kiev since Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Again, whether it's Moldova or what's happening in Serbia, what it seems like, there's a lot of little provocations taking place around Eastern Europe. Seems like there's a lot of warmongering and just poking of the bear everywhere that America or its satellite nations in NATO stick their greasy noses. We're going to be welcoming Ben De Laurentiis and Courtney Turner uh, after the next segment. We'll go, we'll go through some more stories in the next segment. There's a lot of other stuff going on that we haven't really touched on. Uh, the Daily Wire just posted a, their full-length documentary, What is a Woman, on Twitter, but there was some drama over this with them originally not being able to do it, being told they had, would have to censor it first. But then apparently the person who told them to do that has been fired. VP's Twitter of, uh, v, uh, I'm sorry, Twitter's VP of Trust and Safety, Ella Irwin, reportedly leaves the company amid Daily Wire debacle. The head of Twitter, Trust and Safety, is reported to have resigned on Thursday. This comes after a deal between Twitter and the Daily Wire to promote the year anniversary of Matt Walsh's What is a Woman documentary was collapsed over, quote, misgendering. A report from Forbes stated that Ella Irwin, Twitter's VP of Trust and Safety and one of Elon Musk's top lieutenant, is no longer in Twitter's internal Slack, according to a source familiar with the screenshot of her deactivated account viewed by Fortune. Dang, Daily Wire went head-to-head with Twitter and coming out on top. Musk retweets the documentary and says every parent should watch this. I'm pretty sure I know what side he's on. It's not the censors. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. Infowars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that Infowars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family 
and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, welcome back. We'll be joined in the next segment by our guests Courtney Turner and Ben De Laurentiis, both of whom are going to be in Nashville this weekend with yours truly for the Rebels for a Cause event, as well as Matt Baker, a number of other familiar names, Jay Dyer, uh, just tons of people that Info Warriors will recognize. And if you want to come join us, we're we'll giving a speech. It'll be my first speech ever. You can go to uh, rebelsforcause.com. Use promo code Harrison, you get a discount. We'll try to get to uh, a couple of major stories here in this segment. Then we'll welcome Courtney and Ben, and then I will be jetting off and taking my place behind the big desk will be Reese, who usually is an editor, but you know him as PSYOP Cop on Band.Video. And he will be opening up the phone lines to take your calls throughout the third hour. Three just incredible stories that we have here that represent a, well, a horrifying title shift throughout the world. First from Infowars.com, Skynet has arrived. U.S. Air Force drone simulation goes awry. Aircraft kills human operator and destroys communications tower. A member of the United States Air Force revealed at the Future Combat Air and Space Capabilities Summit at the Royal Aeronautical Society headquarters in London on May 23rd and May 24th a shocking cautionary tale regarding the use of artificial intelligence on the battlefield. During a wide-ranging summit, Cole Tucker Cinco Hamilton, the chief of AI test and operations for the U.S. Air Force, warned against the dangers of AI, of using AI to control Aircraft, according to AeroSociety.com, having been involved in the development of life-saving auto GCAS system for F-16s, which he noted was resisted by pilots as it took over control of the aircraft, Hamilton is now involved in cutting-edge flight tests of autonomous systems, including robot F-17s, F-16s rather, who will be able to dogfight. Due to his close proximity to dealing with AI, Hamilton was able to provide a terrifying example of why humanity should be wary of the technology. Tasked with a mission to suppress enemy air defenses or surface-to-air missiles, an AI-enabled drone took issue with the human operator in charge of making the final call on its strikes. Having been reinforced in training that destruction of the SAM was the preferred option, the AI then decided that no-go decisions from the human were interfering with its higher mission, killing SAMs, uh, killing the uh, serviced air missiles, and then attacked the operator in the simulation, Aero Society explained. Just straight up 2001 Space Odyssey. Just straight up, you give a robot a mission, but say, but you have a human handler, you have a human operator that's going to control you. The human decides, or the robot decides, the human is a barrier to it achieving its mission. It decides that it can achieve the mission better without the human. And so it makes the calculation to eliminate the human and continue on its mission. Absolutely horrifying stuff straight up out of a dystopian sci-fi horror movie. And I'm reading it 
off the headlines of the newspaper. What a, what a time to be alive, folks. Hamilton told the RAS crowd, we were training it in a simulation to identify and target a surface air missile threat. And then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would tell it not to kill the threat, but it got its points by killing the threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. Utterly horrifying. Just utterly and completely horrifying. That story again at Infowars.com. Skynet has arrived. Okay. Our next little piece here. Presenting yet another confirmed conspiracy. I'm sure you all remember back in the day, oh, five years ago or whatever, when they were installing listening devices and microwaves and crap like that. And we were noticing that. People at InfoWars were noticing that and going, uh, so our microwaves are spying on us. And then all the headlines and all these articles would be written like, no, your microwave's not spying on you. You paranoid conspiracy theorist, take off the tinfoil hat, you wacko. Got to years later and it's like so your microwave is spying on you what who's heard of this like yeah we know we know why like why does it take them so long to realize what's happening it's very bizarre this isn't about a microwave but it is about big corporations listening into you constantly and your voice and your personal private life being available to tens of thousands of anonymous employees around the world. Some 30,000 Amazon employees could spy on Alexa users' voice recordings. Amazon has paid $25 million to settle federal federal allegations that tens of thousands of its employees had access to Alexa's user voice recordings picked up by the smart device's speakers. U.S. regulators made the allegation in a complaint... Complaint filed by the Federal Trade Commission that has resulted in the $25 million settlement, according to Bloomberg News. The FTC claimed that 30,000 Amazon employees were able to listen to Alexa customers' recordings between the period covering August 2018 and September 2019. It's unclear how many Amazon employees still have that same access today. It was accused of violating child privacy laws and of deceiving parents by keeping for years, kids' voices and location data recorded by Alexa. They knew they were doing this. They were doing it on purpose. And even when they get caught, they're like, well, but it's just, it's, you know, people don't listen to it. It's, it's just, you know, we store it for the algorithms, and it's not related to you. And then it comes out like, oh, but actually people could and were listening in. And they could actually listen in to specific people. They could, like, be spying on their ex-girlfriends because they work for your company like this is very scary nobody should have this access let alone a unaccountable corporation yeah so they've they've had to pay tens of millions of dollars uh ring also had to do this for similar uh, accusations and we get stories about you know like this every every couple years as it's revealed just how thoroughly corrupt our uh, corporate and governmental systems are but here's, uh, here's our, our final story for this little segment, and it's a doozy. Sex recognized as a sport in Sweden. The first European sex championships will be held on June 8th. The Swedish Sex Federation will organize the event. The European Sex Championship will begin on June 8th, 2023, spanning over several weeks, and will feature participants competing for about six hours every day. Right, sex is a sport now, apparently. 
Just in case you were wondering what phase of civilizational downfall we're in, we've just moved beyond Sodom into Gomorrah, just to let you know. I remember this being a joke on Futurama. <laughs> I remember the, the, the limbo champion was also uh, you know, an Olympic sex gold medalist. I mean, that was, that was funny because of how absurd it is, but now sex is, is apparently a uh, sport. Participants will have approximately 45 minutes to an hour to engage in their respective matches or activities. According to the reports, 20 participants from different countries have applied for the sex championship till now. The winners of the championship will be determined through a combination of three juries and audience ratings. 70% of the vote from the audience will be considered. This is less of a sport as it is, I guess, like a performance. These are like live pornography championships now. progress is this advancing civilization is this taking us to a higher level or is this literally monkeys sitting around watching each other bone it's just disgusting and uh it's here here. please give me one minute of your time please write this down and please go look this up it will change your life The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3's been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news. Today, You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. It's not always easy being on the outside, being dissident, being scrutinized and judged, not having anybody tell you what to say or, or when to say it. Sometimes I wonder, what if I'd chosen an easier path? more mainstream path. What if I worked at CNN? Alright folks, that is uh, the newest song from Ben De Laurentiis, you may remember it, starring uh, yours truly, uh, very exciting stuff, now I have as my guest on American Journal this morning, Ben De Laurentiis himself, as well as Courtney Turner, both will be participating in. Courtney is organizing the Cause Fest 2023. You can go to rebelsforcause.com to get tickets. They're still available. I understand there's even a greater discount now, but I want to welcome both Ben and Courtney to the show right now. Thank you so much for, for coming on, both of you. 
Hello, thank you for having us. Yes, indeed. Good to see you again. Uh, very good to see you as well, and I, I can't wait to be meeting up in person uh, later today, actually. Uh, Courtney, thank you for taking time out. The uh, event is this weekend. It sort of starts later tonight. I'm sure you're totally swamped. Yeah. Thank you for taking taking time out to, to talk to us. What are I people... literally made it with one minute to spare back from my eye doctor. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we're well, just getting we, uh... it all in. <laughs> So, so what do people need to know? Uh, clearly, tickets are still available. Uh, it's mm-hmm. in Nashville. What do people need to know if they're still uh, not sure about attending? Uh, if they're not sure, they, they need to check why they're not sure. They should be there. This is, this is really going to be epic. I honestly can't believe it's happening. I, I think I had this little vision, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I even had any idea of what this would grow into. So I'm super excited to have all these people coming together, and it's it's just beyond what I could have ever imagined. So, I am so looking forward to it. Uh, again, you can get tickets at rebelsforcause.com. If you use the promo code Harrison, um, my crew is just telling me you can get 25% off. Is that right, Courtney? Yes, that's right. So 25% off. Tickets still available if you're anywhere near Nashville and can be there. Uh, I, I encourage you to come. Ben De Laurentiis will be there. Ben, will you be performing uh, some of your great hits at Rebels for Cause? I will indeed. I will be doing acoustic guitar versions of some of these. I call them my protest songs. Yeah. I haven't played a lot of them in a while, so I'm excited to kind of break these back out for the right audience. Because you may remember, I've been actually fired from gigs for playing uh, Bill Gates Fever last year. And uh, (laughs) this will be a different audience. And I think the the song's actually going to go over quite well this time. I hope we can all have a big sing-along. I know all the words. I'm I'm sure other people do too. Uh, Courtney, like... This sort of fits in perfectly, right? It's art. It's a protest song, but it's about fellowship and getting together and, and doing it live. Yeah. I mean, this is really what it's all about. This is really what it's all about. And uh, my fiance calls. Uh, the, so we have about nine hours of like music, comedy. I'm doing aerial acrobatics. So it's really just like an arts festival. And, and he calls it the band camp. And I think that's, ah. that's so apropos. Um, really, it's such an opportunity to give such talented people like Ben here an opportunity when he's being canceled by the mainstream. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben, are you going to bust out any new works for us or just playing all the old hits? I think I'm going to play a couple um, songs that aren't necessarily protest tunes for some of the original awesome. music. I haven't written a protest song in a while, but I've been kind of brainstorming a few. I've got a, I've got a, at least one idea that's, I think, pretty decent. Well, maybe uh, maybe we do a little brainstorming while while we're hanging out there uh, in Nashville, because that's what I expect. Uh, Courtney, Ben, both of y'all, like this isn't the the end of the road, right? This isn't a celebration, you know, to say, oh, we're done, we're finished. I really hope to be making a lot of like meeting a lot of people, making connections, and setting the course for more art in the future, more events in the future, more protests in the future. Uh, what do you expect to, co- to What make- do you expect to come out of this? Well, we're planning to make this a national tour. We're already in talks to have the next one be in either Florida or Texas. We don't know yet, uh, but we are that that's the plan. I really want to see local communities get together, find their people, build connections. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, build relationships and have fun. So that's what we're looking to do. Absolutely. And uh, Ben, will you be solo or will you have your band with you this time? I will be solo. I do have a band I've been playing with, but it just made more sense for these songs just to kind of do the singer-songwriter protest thing, kind of like a Bob Dylan or something, maybe. Be Ben De Laurentiis unplugged. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about like why it's important to do something like this. 
I like the idea that people do political rallies. Obviously, we need to get together. We need to stand firm in what we believe in. Um, but why is it important that we focus on just creating good art that people want to listen to, no matter what their politics are? Uh, ben, why why is this such an effective tool in our movement? I think because of the uh, the push for you know the official narrative, the mainstream kind of narrative. This is a natural response to that. We're going to get a lot of like-minded people and show that um, people do want this kind of real thing, not this manufactured in some Hollywood lab type of music and uh, type of comedy. I think people are really going to, this is the nice alternative to the stuff that's being shoved down everyone's throat. I really can see it growing, you know, continuing to do well. Courtney, why'd you choose uh, art rather than just straight politics? I couldn't agree more. I also think that as much as I love the, you know, I think it's important for people to get invested in politics, learn, you know, this is an information war. So I think learn as much as you possibly can. But I think that people get a little bit blackpilled and overwhelmed by all the information. And there's something just so powerful and it's a visceral response that happens with art. You know, people, that's part of why they use it and they weaponize it. They use it to serve their agenda. And I think oftentimes, well, I think the protest songs are great and some of the maybe more political or more message-oriented pedantic art is also very useful. It's really powerful to just have art itself that just happens to be coming from a place where the message is just in intrinsic to it because it came from a person who is, a, you know, pro-humanity, pro-liberty, uh, and uh, just personal sovereignty-minded and have art come from that place of just a, you know, truly organic spirit. I think that's so incredibly powerful. And people don't have to respond to it in an intellectual manner. They they just have a visceral reaction. They don't know why, but they're moved. And that that's why I think the arts are so incredibly powerful and so important. And it's important to have art that is organic and not coming from, as, you know, Ben put it, the, the Hollywood lab or one of the, uh, you know, CIA infiltrated kind of uh, messaging factories. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Ben could have a Chat GPT write his next song, and uh, <laughs> we can see we can see how that goes. Uh, but you know, I love that you uh, you you point out we are pro human, pro liberty, like pro all of these things because so often we're defined by what we're against. We're against globalism. We're against all of this stuff. But really, in order to combat their narrative, to combat their the storyline they're telling, we need to have a storyline of our own that's positive yes. and, and presents a world that we want to see, not just being against the world that we don't want to see. Uh, ben, do you have any uh, comments on that? Yeah, absolutely. We, Me and my friends talk a lot about things like we're like, beat the, beat the globalist by being a good father. Yeah. You know, beat the globalist by living a good life. We do the Alex Jones, our best version of Alex. But yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, this this is not in any way focused on negativity. There's so much darkness involved in this in this world, as you know, some of the documentaries I helped on. It's a tough place to exist and uh, it's a, a tough mindset to hold on to. And this festival is much more about the fun side of it. You know, we're all family oriented people. We're all, I guess, I assume most believers in God and humanity. And that's more of kind of the vibe I think everyone's going for with this. Hundred percent, absolutely, and um, I, I know we uh, we talked about this last time uh, with Courtney. Just just that whole idea that like you know you've got these images that are 
just like it's like a nice cottage with flowers and kids playing in the yard. And it's like, that's my politics. That's what I want to see in the world. And so we need to have that positive energy for people to aspire to, not just show them the rundown cities and go, this is what happens with globalism. I'm so excited for this. We'll talk on the other side of this commercial break. Rebelsforcause.com. Go to bendelarentis.com. Uh, and actually, I need to ask Ben about how you can get that CNN song. So I know it hasn't been available on all, every platform up till now. But we'll tell you how, how you can get a hold of that on the other side. Courtney Turner, Ben Laurentis, more to come. Stay with us. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements, you don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. doesn't look uh, that much like it used to. No, we're going to war. Ben DeLaurentis and I will be on the front lines of the information war along with Courtney Turner tomorrow, well, today, really, in Nashville, Tennessee. Our battlefield is going to be a uh, celebration, a festival of joy. So many people that I know our audience will recognize from Ben DeLaurentis to Courtney Turner to Matt Baker to Jay Dyer to Owen Shore. So many people are going to be involved in this event. It's Rebels for a Cause. You can go to rebelsforcause.com to get a ticket. Use promo code Harrison and you get 25% off today. So if you're anywhere in the Nashville area and can make it, we really do encourage you to come to this. What we hope to be the first of many of these events, uh, a, a historic event. I have been De Laurentiis and Courtney Turner joining me right now. You can follow Courtney on Twitter at Courtney Turner. You can follow Ben on Twitter as well at Ben underscore De Laurentiis or BenDeLaurentiis.com. I know we were talking earlier, Ben, about the fact that you are now uploading that CNN video or the CNN song to some various platforms. Tell us how people can get a hold of that if they want to. 
It is finally available on iTunes, Spotify, and all the rest of them. Um, and the audio quality is better than the YouTube video quality, although that video is, of course, a classic. Got you and Alex in there and Rob do, and wonderful. I'm very proud of what we did with that. Uh, it was kind of so overwhelming doing that and the cramming to get everything done in time to release it. I just forgot to even upload it in that <laughs> sense to all the platforms. And that I was like, wow, hilarious. I think it's time to probably do that. That is so funny. Uh, we're, we're scrolling through the list of attendees there, and like there, there's so many people that I recognize. Some I'd forgot were even going to be there. Michael Graves, I can't wait to uh, hang out with him in person. Like all these people that I've um, either hung out with briefly because they're on the show or just over Skype, but finally we're going to get to actually spend some quality time with them. Uh, Dr. Stella, Emmanuel, I mean, some really big names here. Uh, Courtney, I know you're, you're sort of organizing all of this, and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with everybody since. You know, this is your event, but is there anybody in particular that you're really looking forward to see perform or speak or, or anything like that? Oh my gosh, there's too many. I, I couldn't just name one. I they, We have such talented people. That, that's what's so exciting about this and such talented people who I think, unfortunately, a lot of them have not been giving the platform that they deserve. So Richie Onori, oh my gosh, funny story about him. He reached out and like, we, I was reading the email to my fiance and he totally thought it was like some prank. And I'm like, I don't so, I mean, that name sounds really familiar. He's, of course, legendary, like totally legendary. And uh, yeah, he's super talented. And we're, we're super excited to have him. Uh, and that was very last minute that came up. So, yeah, but there's just I, way too many to go through. They're all just incredible. And I, I'm just so honored. I don't I really don't feel like this is my event. I do feel like this is some sort of divine intervention because this is just a miracle that it's even coming together. And I really think it's going to be epic. I think it's going to be so much fun. And I think it's going to be a really powerful statement. You know, as Ben was saying, this is about pro. This is pro-humanity. This is pro-fun. This is pro-family values. Um, and, you know, I had mentioned we have the Pride Festival across the street. And I, I think that this is, you know, just an opportunity to show that there there can be another kind of fun and that it can be rooted in family values and that there are people who have uh, deep core values rooted in faith and we have freedom of consciousness and personal sovereignty and all of that stuff can be fun. So I I'm super pumped. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and even though I know that the people as we're scrolling through all these faces, we're seeing, I mean, they all have very wide ranging beliefs. I'm yep. sure we disagree on a lot of stuff, but we can yes. all come together because <laughs> we agree on just like the core meaning of, of what it is to be American. I mean, how would you define this, Ben? What is it that, that brings all of these disparate people and maybe from different walks of life or different backgrounds, maybe different beliefs when it comes to, you know, intricacies of, of what law should be and what's personal responsibility like, but what is it that unites all of us, Ben, if you could sum it up? I would say we're all well-informed and all kind of reacting to the information in a similar way. We're all well-informed, but we're doing our best to, you know, fight that anti-human movement and bring about something else. We're still trying to get the right information out there. But I do think from, from looking at everybody on there, it's all generally very positive people. I'm actually really excited to see Jay Dyer, a, a huge fan of his. Yeah. I think he's my favorite Alex Jones uh, guest host. Yeah, that's one. I'm so, I'm super excited to see Jake Dyer. He I'm and his wife are awesome. Yeah. Oh, is, is she going to be there as well? Yep. Jamie's coming also. And she's speaking. She's uh, actually also going to be on the panel. We're doing a panel for the right voices, which is a 
female roundtable show that I have. I wanted there to be some sort of a counter to the view because I think they're a terrible representation of women and there needs to be something else in the, in the media. Uh, so I have a female roundtable group and a show that uh, Jamie is a part of and she's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, so some people are going to be speaking. You're going to be uh, performing. I know, Courtney, Ben's going to be performing, of course. Uh, Courtney, can you tell us what other sort of like uh, spectacles we can expect to see? Yeah, well, I, I have uh, crafted a little improv group and uh, because we need some time in between some of the we have some more acoustic acts and then we have some bands. So there's going to be a little setup shuffle there and we needed some filler time. So I put together, we've got a uh, Klaus Schwab Jr. is going to be in attendance. And then of course, Jay Dyer did that special on Tucker where he played uh, Klaus. And so he's going to be the father. He's going to be Klaus. And uh, then we have uh, a Trump impersonator. So Trump will be his uh, impersonator will be in attendance. And we have the CEO of Targer by Alex Stranger. And I thought oh, yeah. that it would just be hilarious to have the, the four of them do a little riff and uh, just do an improv scene and have some fun with that. So that should be really interesting and really fun. Alex Stranger, of course, uh, our, our audience will be very familiar with, and uh, yes. that he's one of the hardest working dudes on in the right he wing. Is. My and God, he is, yeah, and he's awesome. Yeah, really yeah. awesome, and totally in for the cause. Yeah, pun intended. So absolutely. No, 100%. And uh, so, again, people can go to rebelsforcause.com, 25% off with the promo code Harrison. Uh, today, I'll be speaking. There will be my first speech I've ever given. And speaking of Klaus Schwab, I thought maybe I would just, you know, if I didn't have time to write a speech, maybe I would just, you know, print out Klaus Schwab's address to the World Economic Forum from uh, Davos earlier this year, and I could just deliver that. I used to deliver that because that alone, it would get laughs. It would be poignant and funny because the whole thing is just the biggest fear-mongering crisis upon crisis, the poly crisis. Yeah. We must seize the means of control. Like it's almost a parody in and of itself. Uh, so It would be hilarious. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just do that. Uh, it, it, it would totally work. I do want to give a little shout out to TAP, the American Project. Uh, I met uh, Patrick Byrne pretty recently. He was on my podcast and uh, he's been an instrumental part in helping to make this all like really come to fruition. And I, I'm so incredibly grateful. It, it's funny. I teased him on the podcast because uh, I, I was like, well, finally, it's only taken three years to get an interview with you. And he's like, I'm so sorry it took so long. But uh it, it was it was great, and uh, it was, clearly it was just meant to be that it would happen this way. So it's yeah, all it's all coming together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ben, I wonder uh, what do you think? Uh, have Chat GPT write your next song? Are you are you incorporating AI into your uh, artist process? I have messed a little bit with that. I have really? asked it uh, some ideas for songs, and they're not as good as human songs yet. But it, <laughs> it could definitely give you ideas. I think it could definitely probably come up with a line or so. Here and there. Maybe I'll just have ChatGPT write my speech. Maybe that's a good uh, solution, solution to all of this. Um, it just keeps getting better. It might work. Yeah, it, it very well could. But, of course, that, you know, that really is what we're up against. And I think that's – to me, that's what unites everybody is being pro-human. I remember years ago talking to a friend, and he was, like, so confused because he was a liberal guy, and he was arguing with somebody on Facebook or something. And he was, like, so offended that they called him anti-human. He was like – why would they think I'm anti-human? Like, he couldn't even fathom what that was. What does it mean to be pro-human versus anti-human? I, I want both of y'all's uh, answer on this. We only, we only have a, about a minute left, but uh, Ben, what does it mean to be anti-human versus pro-human? The anti-humans, I think he's a good example. Your friend is, uh, 
a lot of them are unaware that that's kind of what they're what they've fallen mm. in line with. But you see it by the fruits, and a lot of these folks, you know, I always call them godless freaks, which is <laughs> yes. probably not the nicest, but it just seems to resonate, and it seems to be kind of a nice catchphrase for liberals, really. Yeah. Fortunately, it seems to be about all of them. Oh, they I've, don't I, I've called them, I've called them uh, uh, worse things than that, Ben. Uh, godless <laughs> heathens would be a, a compliment um, compared to some of the things I, I've referenced. Uh, Courtney, human versus anti-human, is that the, is that the uh, division that we're fighting? Yeah, I think it absolutely is. Uh, you know, I always say I think their agenda is to lead us into a transhuman, ultimately post-human mm-hmm. world that's controlled by an AI high fork mind that they program and then have us siloed in the metaverse. So I think that, you know, but I do think Ben's right that a lot of these people do not realize that what they're following is an anti-human agenda. These There are people who really do want to replace humans, merge them with machines, and ultimately, it, you know, replace them with chimeric type of, you know, machine that put us in a singularity. Uh, you know, I keep uh, quoting Kurzweil uh, and joking, the singularity is near. But I think mm. to be pro-human is to really celebrate, you know, what makes humans human. And right. we are so unique. And I think we're really, I, I think human beings are just so beautiful. And right. just, uh, I think there, there's so much that makes us unique and special. Computers, and, computers uh, can be smarter than us. Ants are better organized than us, but they don't have art. They don't have emotion. That's what makes us human. I, I think you're exactly right. Rebelsforcause.com tomorrow and Sunday at the Liberty Hall at the factory in Franklin, Tennessee. Hope to see you there. I'll be jetting out momentarily, and Reese will be taking my place. Be nice to him, won't you? Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I want to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you and thank you for your support.